0: Women as One promotes talent in medicine by bringing the unique talents of women to the forefront. We believe that as one, women can use their collective voice to change the landscape of medicine. I'm Rasha Alami. I'm an interventional cardiology consultant. I work at Imperial College NHS Healthcare Trust in London and I have a role that's 50% clinical work in the cath labs and in clinics and outpatients at the Hammersmith Hospital and then 50% of my time is academic time spent working for Imperial College London. The design for Orbiter really started way back in 2012 and at that stage essentially I was in a cath lab performing coronary angioplasty on a stable coronary artery disease patient and after doing a kind of relatively beautiful stenting procedure I came out and Professor Daryl Francis who was my supervisor at the time said okay very nice result but why did you do that and we kind of had a conversation about it and I said well you know to relieve the patient's symptoms And he said but do we really have the evidence that that is true and then we started thinking about that research question and together we really designed the protocol and the question was do we really have solid evidence that there is symptomatic relief after angioplasty in stable coronary artery disease patients and in answering that question, we felt the only way that you could really answer it correctly was to do a placebo-controlled trial because we had lots of evidence out there that was unblinded and we were going to do the first trial that was going to be a blinded trial of these patients, um, all of whom would have stable coronary artery disease and who would be randomised to either receive a stent or a stenting procedure, and angioplasty, or a placebo procedure. So I think at the outset when we were designing the study we very much thought that this was going to be a trial that showed incontrovertibly that angioplasty was you know very good and significantly more useful than placebo at improving symptoms and quality of life and exercise capacity in our patients and we based that on previous unblinded trials that showed us very significant um, improvements in exercise time in people who'd had balloon angioplasty and very significant improvements in terms of angina in unblinded trials such as Courage and Fame 2. So in terms of the expectation that this trial might be negative, well to be honest we didn't really have very much expectation at all. Um, We just thought that we'd be able to provide the first controls. Um, experiment that showed us exactly how much the true physical benefit was of angioplasty and so we had a set of five sites in the UK who recruited with a number of very dedicated investigators and fantastic patients who were up for taking part in this very novel trial and it was somewhere I guess two thirds of the way through that I started to worry that maybe angioplasty didn't quite have the effects that we might think because of a lot of our patients were reporting pretty significant improvements with just antianginal therapy and you know patients who had very tight proximal LAD lesions were telling me that they were back to their Zumba exercise classes and I started to think actually the anti therapies maybe work a little bit more than I'd expected and then of course the data was all analysed um, by an independent statistician. And when the results came through, you know, they were shocked. But I guess we had much more time to try and digest the data and think about what they meant, um, ahead of releasing that data to the wider community, who obviously then were incredibly shocked to see the results. If I'm very honest, when we first saw the results, I felt quite sick. I'm an interventional cardiologist, so the last thing I wanted to do was get embroiled in a debate about whether coronary angioplasty worked at all in stable coronary artery disease and this is the first time I'd had a late late breaking clinical trial presentation, simultaneous publication in a major journal to prepare for and obviously at that stage you're very busy writing the results and trying to stimulate the results and try and make sense of them for the kind of wider community. Um, I think actually the publication was actually very balanced and very much sort of showed what. We believed, and in fact the headline for us really was that placebo controlled trial could be done in stable coronary artery disease and that it did provide surprising and kind of new data that was useful. Um, I think the moment when I really started to get nervous and very worried about it all was when I saw the editorial. Um, that would accompany our um, publication. And, you know, I had not done this before, but what happens with these editorials is that you're sent the editorial, I guess a couple of weeks ahead of publication and told by the editors of The Lancet that you can review the factual data in terms of your own results and anything that the editorials have commented on in terms of data to do with our own publication, we could correct. But in terms of the opinion, or the real headlines of what that editorial would say, we were not allowed to comment on that or change it at all. And when you see a headline like the last nail in the coffin (laughs) um, for coronary angioplasty, then that's a bit of a shock as an interventional cardiologist. You know, at this stage I started to understand that I was gonna get embroiled in a very complex debate, but even then I think we were relatively naive, and you know, I can say personally I was really naive to the polarity of the opinions out there um because i think also when you work in the uk and you work in the national health service there isn't quite the extremeness of opinion in terms of you know the less is more debate versus potentially you know interventional cardiologists whom some of whom and hopefully that's a minority might feel that their own you know personal practice will be impacted by some a trial like this and i think we as investigators and and i felt it certainly personally ended up Stuck in the middle of this debate, which was not the purpose of this trial. Um, it wasn't to start, you know, a massive controversy. Controversy about coronary angioplasty. It was more just ask questions, really, and work out whether we're, you know, stenting the right patients and whether we can select the right patients who might get the b- most benefit from this therapy. It was my first ever, I mean, it was certainly not the first time I've ever presented an abstract or, you know, a presentation in a major conference, but it was the first late breaker. So the first time I've stood in a main arena, um, delivered a result, particularly with a simultaneous public, and in conjunction with a simultaneous publication in a major journal. And of course, Orbiter was my PhD project. (laughs) So, you know, I had spent four years doing this project um, with all of our Orbiter investigators as my PhD. So it became quite a personal project for us all and to have a Lancet publication and all of that that went with it was, well, you might have said four or five years ago that that would be your kind of highlight of your life, but in fact, I can't say it was a highlight. It was one of the most challenging times of my life really. So I think the mixture of opinions was, I mean, it was extreme. Some people thought this was one of the, you know, most innovative and, and most novel trials that they'd seen, and people really spoke to the design of the trial and how that they felt it was a kind of courageous and brave trial and what it might mean for patients going forward, particularly in terms of other therapies and how we test them. And then there was obviously some people out there who said that this was all we needed to, you know, downgrade angioplasty in the guidelines. Um, which was pretty extreme approach and then I think there's the the other sort of polar opposite extreme who said this trial did not tell them what they believed they saw in clinical practice or what they would seen in previous unblinded trials and therefore there were multiple limitations to this trial that they called on and you know I've always said all trials have limitations so Orbiter is not without its limitations But sometimes I think that when people spoke to the limitations, they didn't always speak from a scientific place, but sometimes spoke um, more from the reaction that they might have to the result. And had Orbiter been positive for angioplasty, perhaps we wouldn't have seen that reaction. In general, I think when people were, you know, when I was being interviewed on media outlets or when people wrote editorials that followed, most of that was quite balanced and relatively, you know, academic and scientific in its way. The lay press was very interesting because, of course, most of the lay media really hung on to the title headline from the editorial and they kind of ran away with the news. And I felt that many times when I was interviewed by various journalists, that they often didn't take my quotes and they never appeared in any of the newspapers. And that's probably because I always tried to portray this balanced approach, which is very much what I believe the results show. I don't feel it's all negative for angioplasty. And equally, I think that there are some things to learn for us interventionists. And therefore, I think the journalists didn't like that. You know, it's not interesting to them to show a scientist who kind of you know talks about her results in a very balanced way so I often didn't appear in the newspapers and then the social media aspect well that was brand new to me and I think to be honest brand new to interventional cardiology trials or even cardiology trials in general I don't think that there's been a trial before Orbiter or since that had quite the engagement that Orbiter had on social media and there, I have to say, I think there were a lot of learnings because people certainly didn't necessarily keep things scientific. I don't think that people kept professional necessarily in terms of what they would say online. And I very much retreated from social media because it was much of it was actually quite hurtful and, you know, not very nice as an academic to read about yourself online to sort of speak to certain tweets. There there was a tweet of, you know, (laughs) Russia Alami creating, they sort of made an analogy of Mary Shelley making Frankenstein. And there were other quite personal comments, uh, you know, of the ilk of uh, uh, things that I think were unnecessary from people who didn't know me uh, and didn't know the investigators, didn't really know the trial. And in time I realized some of the people who commented on social media hadn't necessarily even read the publication properly many had read the abstract and perhaps the editorial and then spoke to the rest so I think if there's a learning for us all I think everyone needs to remember that it only takes five to ten minutes to read a paper and find some criticism and it takes a lot longer to actually do the research and therefore all clinical trials will be published with some limitations and it's fine to talk about those limitations and most investigators are happy to recognize those limitations But we have to kind of approach that in a professional way and remember that this isn't about a personal attack to certain, you know, scientists or cardiologists who are out there. I mean, I'm quite a private person. I had actually only opened my Twitter account a week before I even presented the results. I'd never been on Facebook. I hadn't engaged with Twitter before. So actually, I was very naive to that whole process. And I think we as doctors don't generally want to be famous. We don't want to be you know a name that's being bandied about in amongst our colleagues and so I did take it quite you know badly I think at first because I was new to it also personally and I think a lot of cardiologists probably are this way but I'm someone who really thrives on positive feedback and then really dwells on negative feedback and worries about it and thinks about what I could do differently so that character trait I think made the social media side of things particularly bad for me so you know about two months after all of this I very much had a kind of crisis of confidence and considered actually leaving medicine to be honest and um, it wasn't for very long that I thought like that but you know I did and then I went through a sort of thought experiment with my husband about what I'd do instead and you know how we could change things if I didn't want to continue doing this and in fact just that we spent about a week over the kind of Christmas period thinking about this because I was becoming quite you know very very stressed Um, and actually sometimes I think just the thought experiment is enough for you to realize you have options and in sort of thinking about what I do instead I realized I still actually really enjoy what I do and I'm not ready to give it up and then I think what happened next was that naturally the social media side things had died down and so that made life a lot easier but then in January we had a. I had organised a, a patient kind of engagement event where we brought back all of our orbital patients and uh, we basically presented the results to them again. I mean they'd already seen the results before, but properly in an evening's kind of um, engagement event, and the patients were amazing. And I think it was that evening that sort of turned it around for me because the autistic patients themselves all stood there saying, you should have told us, we'd have all come to your rescue. If you'd taken us with you, we'd have spoken to the journalists." And I kind of thought, you know, I owe it to the patients who were part of this trial to carry on being able to comment about the trial and think about it. And we still haven't quite worked out what the true physical benefit is for a coronary and stable coronary artery disease. And therefore there is place for a follow-up trial and so I kind of you know got myself back together and started working hard again on what the next stage was so that we could kind of all move on.